This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Apparently there are pig races, Slee. Yep. That, according to Capitano Mattis, says, will you be placing bets on the pig races at the fair? I believe the Orange County Fair is going on right now. Uh, yeah, probably, I think, until August 15th. Okay. Yeah, the, the, that's a preliminary at the OC Fair. <laughs> Wait, and then it's on, like, you got to qualify for the Kentucky Derby, It's the Gold right? Cup. <laughs> it's the Gold Cup that we just had, the championships at SoFi. Are pigs fast? See, this is why we need Taylor back. Mm-hmm. Taylor would be able to answer this question. It's not their their speed. It's less to do with they're slippery, right? How fast they're out the gate. Yeah. It's more they have that like the ability to go sideline to sideline. Laterally, laterally, laterally is where they get you. <laughs> I know that sometimes they like grease them up and they're <laughs> yeah. hard to get. But I don't. Are they particularly? They have short legs. They Adult domestic pigs can run it as fast as eleven miles per hour. I guess I'm wrong. I guess pigs are fast. Uh, yeah, eleven's good. Pigs are delicious. 11's like a, a brisk walk. Yeah. No. You couldn't walk 11 miles in no, an hour. No, 11 you're going. Yeah, you're That's going. 11 moving. you're booking. Okay. I can't Not picture it. booking, but I think you're If you're you walk really jogging slowly. I think none of us run, which why we're all confused. Well, think it's like a, and a still good, sore. A good it's mile sore. pace, right? If you if you did a a, a mile in 8 nine minutes, minutes. 8 minutes, 9. That's moving. Yeah. Okay, that's a mile mm-hmm. 9 minutes. 11 miles in an hour, you're not moving so disappointing when you go for a jog and you look at your phone you look at your pace and it says like 11 30 i'm like jesus i might as well just walk so i'm walking it's going to be 14 i might as well just save the two and a half minutes you're right yeah and on the hand i've done a half marathon i've done a handful of 10ks i did a ragnar where i ran 22.9 miles in 24 hours i've done some things you have to turn off the, the the splits because they're deeply disappointing. I just need to know the distance I'm covering. However, yeah. and I know that the math isn't complicated; it's mm-hmm. easy to figure out. But you're right that I just ran that mile in 11 and a half minutes. Deeply dissatisfying. You ever walking like with a, like a croissant in your hand or something like that, and somebody is running by you and they have the watch and they keep checking it and they're <laughs> stopping it and their shorts are super high because that's what runners do. <laughs> and then short. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And because the shorts aren't going to get in their way and they have the proper shoes and everything else. And I'm just eating my bagel or something like that. And he's running by, breathing hard. And he keeps looking at his watch and he's stopping it. And I immediately go the opposite direction. So it's discouraging. I leave the house at almost exactly the same time every day within within three or four minutes, one way or the other. I know where you're going with this. There's a guy that's sure. running down the main drag that I'm going towards the freeway, and he's there almost every day at virtually the same time. And it must be at that intersect because he checks his watch, and he's at a full sprint. I think he's an Olympian. I've never seen a faster human being in my life. And he's just cranking along, looking at it. He's probably yep. having a conversation with somebody on his earbuds. Unbelievable. I'm breathing, walking to get a cup of coffee. My favorite part of the first hour, I just want to. I want to recap just a quick you on the rotisserie chicken with mm-hmm. one hand getting the string off, grabbing yep. the leg and going down the aisle. I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of times people will listen to this show or this radio station and be amused by something. How are you not amused by that? Like that's 
that's the one thing that I. It's a life hack. I feel like there should have been more response to it, but nothing I can oh, do. I've got plenty of response to it. Because you know, there's going to come a time within the next day or two, cousin Slee and I will have a side, separate conversation <laughs> about you doing that, and that might go for ten minutes. Got a lot of McDonald's uh, secret menu things going on right yep. here. This is from George Georgie Porgy. Uh, you can have McDonald's make your double quarter pounder like a Big Mac, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, with or without the middle bun. So good. See? Just Man, gotta, that gotta, sounds so good. It, it sounds terrific. Good. You get chalk the whole drive through on a wheel. Chalk the show. We just need secret menu stuff from this point forward. I, I'm 100% good with that. <laughs> when you kind of, then you realize that the secret menu stuff is the best, especially in In N Out. Like they were the kings of the secret menu, whether it was Animal Style, the Chopped Chilies, the Flying Dutchman, yep. all those things. Are there still a lot of secret menu items there that people don't know about? I'm sure there are, yep. but the, 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 Standard secrets. I think yeah. everybody everybody knows. Like, can style. I get chicken nuggets there? <laughs> I don't Nobody think knows. They have, I don't think they got a pizza oven back there. <laughs> Take a double sausage and cheese. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they. Well, got that, that all natural out. pepperoni. Did you see what uh, Melvin Gordon said about Sean McVay? That he killed the running back position. Quote. In my opinion, I think after Todd got paid and then Sean McVay came out and said, I'll never pay another running back again. I'll just use them and rotate them out. Mm. I think after that statement was made and then I think they won the Super Bowl, it was like everybody just followed suit, I think. I kind of think that's where everything just started going downhill. This is you know, on the heels of Saquon Barkley did not get an extension yeah. yesterday. Josh yeah. Jacobs did not get an extension yesterday. Austin Eckler was looking for more money as well. I don't know why this is Sean McVay. Sean, first of all, Sean McVay never said I'm never going to pay another running back again. You can read between the lines that the Rams decided to move on from uh, Gurley pretty quickly. But why would I pay a crazy premium for the – for instance, Todd Gurley was the best running back in football mm -hmm. for a period of time, and then he wasn't. They go bad really quickly. And the gap between the best guy, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, and the, and the average guy – is not that much. If I can get 80% of the production at 10% of the price, why yeah. wouldn't I do that? But what happened, I, th I think where I get confused is what happened to the position? Because back in the day, it was, look, your quarterback is your most important position. But there are a lot of times you were winning games or making a playoff run or getting to the Super Bowl is because you also had an amazing, amazing running back. Sure. So I, could this just be one of those times where – not the best example, but there was a time in the NBA where the big man was becoming less and less valuable. And I think right now we're starting to get back to where the big man has adjusted and that big man now can actually hit a 15-foot shot, can spread the floor, and the big man will come back. It's not just a DeAndre Jordan where you just need an athletic big and you will you'll you can still win a championship off of that. You probably still can. But – is this one of those things where in five, seven, ten years we'll be looking back and saying, man, that running back position is the way it used to be in the 90s, is the way it used to be in the early 2000s? That's a good question. I don't think it goes back to what it was in like the 70s, 80s, and 90s where you had the Earl Campbells and Walter Emmett Payton Smith and Tony Dorsett. Yep. Emmett Smith is a great example. I think what you're going to do is you're going to find more Christian McCaffrey's. You're going to find guys that can do both things, that can do multiple things that are not just going to run the ball over and over and over again. Because think about it like this. But can I, can I just say sure. this? Let's use it as an example. LaDainian Tomlinson was not, I just hand the ball off no, to LT and I McCaffrey. get out of the way. Exactly. I yeah. think that's that's a good example that he was he was the type of, I, I look, I always, I always think of this because I think back to fantasy when I used to play. 
Priest Holmes and like like you think of For certain sure. guys that just dominated Jamal the league. Lewis. Jamal Lewis, right? Yeah. They dominated the league. Um, is it more Sean of Alexander? It Sean Alexander. That long ago. A, but it, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. So I I just kind of think of is it? Hey, it's just a running back can't be used in the more traditional way that they used to be used in the past. Well, there's that. They, they go bad really quick. I'm not going to pay something that I know is going to be half of what it is now two years from now. I'm not going to do that. They they go When they go bad, they go bad almost overnight. Sean Alexander is the mm-hmm. ultimate. He went from a 2,000-yard guy to, hey, we can't play this guy in yeah. a year. So they don't want to buy that. The other thing is, think about it like this. Every rule change in the NFL over the last 10 or 15 years has been designed to do what? Protect the quarterback. To allow wide receivers to have more room. Mm. You can't check guys at the line of scrimmage. You can't do this down the field. You can't put your hands here. You can't hit the quarterback below the knee or above the waist. They, they've made it to where there's no reason not to throw the ball every time. It works better. The offenses are more sophisticated. These are the most important players. It's more exciting. It's more exciting to watch you throw the ball than watch you know Cam Akers run into the line of scrimmage. It's sure. just a better sure. product along mm. the way. Every rule change they make enhances the passing game. Offense, yes, but more specifically, the passing game. Why wouldn't you take advantage of those things? They've and it may swing back. I think your your point of the centers, centers in the mm-hmm. NBA. But <clears throat> think about what happened, you know, for the last fifteen years or so. The three point shot before is you need Kareem, you need Shaq, you need Akeem, you yeah. need all of these yeah. big guys, Robert Parrish, whoever. And now it's I need some guy that can gun threes. I need we need three point shooters spread the floor. Yep. It just changes. And right now running backs aren't valuable. A- NBA used to, you know, part of their rule changes as well was okay, hey, let's eliminate the hand check. Let, yeah. We don't want we don't want score eighty eight to eighty four games. We want games that are a little bit more high scoring, this and that. And I it's maybe it's not the best comp, but I, I could see where you're saying that look it will eventually evolve, and I still think there's going to be tremendous value in the running back position. I think the thing that you said is probably the most important. Can your running back on an audible line up next to a slot or one of these wide receivers and also be a threat like yep. that, like a dual threat? Think about it like this, too. And McCaffrey's a perfect example he, of that. He's the ultimate example right now. He's the best dual threat. But if your team, your favorite team out there, or you're listening to us right now, you're whoever your team, if I said yep. to you, hey, you guys got Saquon Barkley, Okay, that's cool. He's good. What if I told you you got Justin Jefferson? Hmm. Right. Right? Like, oh, let's go. If I told you you got Josh Allen or Joe Burrow or 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 Justin Herbert, let's go. Hey, you got Jamar Chase. You got Tyreek Hill. What? Hey, you got uh, you know, Austin Eckler. Yeah, okay. But is that but is that like, they don't use those guys anymore. No, you're right. I was I'm I'm referring to it more of like what's a sexy position on? and O line is in a sexy position. Do you guys hear the Albertson story? Please Mor- tell Morales me. Morales and Greg just story. come storming in here all of a sudden. What's going on, guys? Christopher? We didn't hear the Albertsons. We were in a meeting. But I wanted we were to tease also this. In a meeting. I wanted we to tease this for next sub segment because there was cheating going on Friday night at All Star Friday night. It's been exposed now. Really? There's been an investigation. Do we have a one individual, or was it widespread? Sounds like it was widespread. Really? I'm not sure how I feel about this. Does it help? My, does Team Mace have a Does Mace have a challenge? Do we That's have why ch- we tease it, Travis. That's I why we tease wait. it. So should we do it now wait. or like later? 
Let's do it. At I don't want to hear from cheaters looking at me. <laughs> oh, did, did you oh, cheat, Slee? Okay, bring let's, it. Uh, let's I, just I, go. I like it. Love like excuses. Slee yep, with the, the cheater excuses. coming yeah. up next. It's Travis Slee, seven ten ESPN. And for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm excited, Slee. Quarter- like the song. <laughs> you know when I'm in studio. I got to do the time it. check. Oh, Quarter yeah. after 11 a.m. in the Southland. We play this Jeffrey Osborne hit. L.A.'s own Jeffrey Osborne. Because yesterday somebody who was part of Team Mason on Friday night at All-Star Friday night, told Kaplan before the show, the afternoon show, that he felt that his wings had been clipped. <laughs> that was Ron Mitchell. <laughs> he doesn't even have to. He just knows right off the so bat. So here's why. Here's what happened apparently Friday. Well, I made it very clear as the play-by-play man for this game and part of the committee that plans these events that there was going to be no little behind-scene conversations that we, meaning Pepe and I, were not aware of. So that we could call the quality game. But then it comes out (laughs) that Corporate Greg and Alan Sliwa, the team captain of Team Sliwa, conspired before the game to go to the umpire and change the rules without anybody knowing. Maxing Ron Mitchell, who's practically a professional pitcher. Already the story is false. (laughs) Please continue. Please. Yeah, let him Please continue. Because it's absolute nonsense. That they capped, they clipped Ron Mitchell's wings. Bye. A 12-foot max rule at the height of where the technically right. softball can go up. Right. Right, right. Basically, that's like taking Oral Hershiser and breaking his right arm <laughs> sure. before the 1988 World Series sure. Game 5. Sure. In which he pitched thing. a complete game, by the way. <laughs> and because of that, uh-huh. in what I thought was a genuine just collapse of sure, Team Mason sure. and Team Sliwa performing at an yeah. exceptional rate, at this point in time, Team Sliwa, you got this! You cheated. You cheated on Friday night. <laughs> yep. Unlike Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, Chris, you have the power to strike their record. Their, their I'm not, win from I'm the not there book. yet. This is complete nonsense. But remember, I want to hear the other side. Manfred oh. went back several months later, years yep. later, and said, you know what? I made a huge mistake by not handling that more seriously in the moment. You have an opportunity here. You know what one of my favorite things in life is? Yes. Is when people make excuses. Yeah. It's exactly what this is. When they lose, 
they Chris wasn't on the our team. He's no. a neutral arbiter. Because he I, heard I'm talking, excuse. I'm talking for everybody else. I love when people lose and they bitch and complain. Yeah. Because on the other side, it just feels good to hear the complaining. And make up stories at the and same time. And make up stories is good, yeah. too. Is that did a you not, story? Did you not go to the umpire and say, we need a 12-foot max? No. I did not. No, who did? did I, not. I did not. Somebody did. Greg? I, I will tell you. I did you, not. I will tell you did how Did somebody it went down. on your team request that? No. The umpire before the game had the two managers together. Mason and Sliwa were Steve both Mason and Alan Sliwa. Right. And he said, are we playing by the rules, whatever the rules are? I guess West how Covina. How would that umpire have known? <clears throat> Can we not <laughs> keep this, keep on topic, that, please? That umpire always came after us. <laughs> he's okay. still, he, he's he ready was, for number three oh, no. next year. <laughs> He called me out when I got in the batter's box. Are we playing by the regular rules, whatever it is? And he said the height, the softball height, whatever it is, 12 feet was the height. I didn't hear Steve Mason say, absolutely not, it's not going to be 12 feet. But see, here, I'm going to stop you there. Okay. As team captain, you were also the what on Friday night? The pitcher? You were the pitcher. Okay. Why right. would Steve Mason know about the pitcher's prerogative? Yeah. You didn't think to bring the other starting pitcher because that's what actual major league umpires yeah. would do. Absolutely they would not. bring the other. What is the other pitcher coming Why would to I Let's get have... Oral Hershiser on the phone because this happened in the 1988 NLCS. I got you, Jack. Okay? <laughs> there was a conversation <laughs> about the card. Yeah, you're no, losing me. Chris. About the, the card. Do you remember Oral Hershiser had a card? that had information on it. And he went up to the umpire to show them that it wasn't pine tar or anything. And the managers came out and looked at it, yeah. but Oral was there. You didn't think to ask Ron Mitchell, what are your That's thoughts why on Why would the manager what of the, the other team not, if he wants he's to an fight idiot. for <laughs> We've already established that. <laughs> then Mason That's is not qualified or ready to make that decision. Why wouldn't the manager of their team, if he wants to fight for something, why wouldn't he fight for it? And he didn't know to fight for it. No, well, no, that's, see, that's a problem and in itself. And you knew that. Oh, no, you no, knew no. that. And hold you and Corporate Gray conspired Wait, wait, wait. Chris, listen, Chris, listen. hold on. By the way, Ron I Mitch, love Ron the Mitchell, excuses. I love these excuses. Hold on, Slee. Ron Mitchell, who obviously had a problem with this, very well should have gone to his manager and said, hey, but they want But wait, wait, here, I have a question. Why would, if those are the rules, if we played a basketball game and, and Ron said, you know what, just for the entertainment purposes, we shouldn't call traveling. Why would you not call traveling if that's not the rules? If the rules are 12 feet, then why wouldn't that be the rule? The rules for this game were 12 feet, made up by you. But last year, it by, wasn't no, 12 feet. It's made up by softball. Last year, last year, by the way, when we were warming up, when we were practicing on Wednesday with Beto and I was working on my pitch. Did he mention a 12-foot cap? Beto mentioned a 12-foot cap. Well, Beto wasn't at the game. No, no, no. <laughs> See, that just helps. He's trying to figure out his argument Can we focus on there. what matters? And that was what Yates did at shortstop. <laughs> Can, can we can we really just lean into what happened over there? By the there? way, by the way, you clipped Ron's wings. By the way, his wings of love. We hit him anyway. How you clipped you, his wings. And, and first off, I'm Ron. Adjust, okay? Right. I, okay. Adjust. You I've never same. pitched. That's the first time I've ever pitched in a softball game. If all game. of a sudden you tell Steph Curry, you know where the three point line that you've become a professional on. Right. <laughs> We're gonna move it. Yeah. Either in or out. It doesn't yep. matter. You're trying to throw him off. Yep. If you told no, him that five minutes before tip off, Steph yeah. Curry is gonna step back further and continually hit the same. And shot. if the we other don't know person that. Was, <laughs> yeah, we, he does it all the time. And if the other person against <laughs> Steph Curry had never shot a three before, I think Steph Curry should still win the game. <laughs> what about Shaflander striking out? <laughs> you clipped his wings. Okay. He came on the air. He nearly yeah. cried yesterday he afternoon. Did very, he was very sad. So you heard this on the air. And you didn't decide to call in uh, and defend your team? No, because there's knew, nothing to defend. You knew you were wrong. 
I love excuses. Those are sounds like you cheated to me. <laughs> you, know, you know what I hear? Well, that's because you were on that other team. But <laughs> we did. You know what this sounds like to me? Mm. He gave up 17 runs. Sounds like a mercy rule. That sounds like 17 okay. runs were given up, and he said, "Well, maybe if they allowed me to throw his 75 feet he, in the air, he did give up maybe. 17 runs. That's a that's there a were fact. 31 errors. I think 16 and a half of them were unearned. Okay, right. So I don't know. Ron Yates did had not seven. Great. By the way, Stan, hold on for a second. Yeah. And this is something you never thought I'd do. I want to get producer Tyler's opinion because he he is he, you know get the guy in. showed up with two bats in a bag. This get him is in. A first, Tyler, take advantage. <laughs> that take bat advantage. really made an impression on you. Hold on, I got to wake up. Uh, oh, are you saying that the first hour and twenty put you to sleep? Wow. Well, no, I'm wow. saying that typically wow. I got to sit these out. Wow. I'm saying typically I got to sit these out because Morales doesn't like when I contribute. Yeah. What I'm saying is, oh, I, good job, Greg. You told him that. I don't think you told him what. No, you told him that oh, on okay. the air. Oh, you okay. just said it. <laughs> just making sure. Take, he literally <laughs> looked at him and said, <laughs> "I don't like when you contribute." <laughs> You're gonna come after me now too. Here's Go what ahead. I think. Here's what I think. I think that if there was an issue with the rule format. It was entirely incumbent on the two managers to deliberate what rules were going to be followed and what <laughs> rules weren't. And because Mace, I turned his mic off, Brian. Mason didn't stick up for his pitcher, so both of our pitchers went out there. They both pitched twelve feet. Here's and we where kicked here's, their asses. Where, here's where Mason Ron didn't lost. complain. Here's where Mason well, he lost. did yesterday. No, in the game he didn't. He didn't. He Are didn't you sure? Here's, Are here, you sure? Here's he says where, he did. Here's where Mason lost. Yeah, Mason lost on his draft. It's that simple. He lost in his draft. When he drafted, we had a lot more hitters than he did. He took AK over BK. He forgot Jorge was on the board and got the star of the game. So that may be true. To be fair. I did. <laughs> but, but it but got you, to me. You recognized it sooner than he did. But it got to me. Um, he didn't take, let's see, Burke, he never took the deal when Burke was on the table for a trade. This one's on Mason. Mason did not draft the way nah, he should have drafted. Rigged. Fixed. Chicanery. That's fine. That works for a throw it away. If Team that Mason was, didn't look, as have long as 35 the errors, errors. strikeouts stay in the book, I'm fine with whatever the result is. As long as that part never gets. You don't feel erased. an asterisk is on this win? Absolutely not. You put whatever you want on there. I just know that we whoop their ass. That's it. Kicked their Yeah. Ass. Do you think that an asterisk is deserved for our victory? Um. Look. I care about a certain set of things inside the game. The result, I wish, would have gone our way, but I don't think that it was really altering the game. So, no, not an asterisk, but I think that Ron was handicapped to a certain point uh, because there was a conversation about it. I remember sitting next to oh. Shaffy. Oh, oh Shaffy was so upset the about everything. Started. He was upset about that rule in particular. They, they clipped Ron Mitchell's wings. So if Shaffy both Shaffy so. and Ron are upset about it, why did they say absolutely nothing to And Mason? why was the broadcast team kept in the dark? You know, let's actually circle this all around. How come you didn't have any conversations with the umps of what the rules were? You didn't even oh, know people were walking before point. the game even started. That is not on Who me. the hell is running this? That is on the captains. I was under the influence of nine, eight no, coffee you dogs. Had, you, yeah, had you, had a you had a spotter in Graham. Graham was supposed to talk to everybody for you. I don't know. There's another person. Let's blame okay, an intern. If we want to go back to this and bitching and complaining. Right. Ron Mitchell came in last year and got the close. Right. Ron Mitchell was never even on the roster no. last year. He was Ron a ringer. Are you saying he's a fake? In. Ron Fugazi. illegally this came in. Are you saying Ron Mitchell, who you clipped his wings, is a yeah. Fugazi? I'm telling you, Ron Mitchell is a double agent. He also sells ads for 570. That's what I'm telling you. My man? That's interesting, my man. We could use the help. Pretty good. Pretty good. 
Look, I got what I needed. appreciate everything. I appreciate that. I got what I needed. It's all good. That works. Happy that you won, Slee. Can you tell them the Alverson story real quick? They're looking at me like I'm crazy because I will sample some of the goods in a grocery store while I'm still what? in the store. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> what do you mean? This is nothing. It gets so much better. Like what? what? Like a grape? Without giving yes, the grapes. details. That's how, that's how we got started with the grapes. You, the grapes, you, yes. you, you grapes. You, okay, no, no, no he doesn't now. get to tell a story. I'll tell a story. <laughs> he will take at Costco. You got the red or you got the, uh, the purple and you got the green as options when you walk into that cooler. If he's not sure which one to get, there's a bundle of both both of the grapes. He'll put them both in his cart. He'll kind of tear off a branch, yeah. have a couple, tear off a branch, have a couple, then which decide there which one's better, and take the other one and put it back. <laughs> that's maybe a that's little, a little bit aggressive. Of, that's a little overboard. But you also take the rotisserie chicken, try the, not the wings. Costco. The leg. <laughs> Rip off not a the wing. wing. The leg's too hard. The wing's too hard to get to. The wing's on the bottom, Chris. But the leg, see, if you go from the top side of the string and you kind of loop it around he the leg. He was given an example the of, leg off. of basically one hand when you're, you know. Like when you're 16. When you're one 16. One hand, it's a little hard, but, but, you know, you get it figured out. And you're taking off the, you know, the, yeah. yeah. That's his example for it's, the chicken. I've had a chicken leg in the grocery store. What's the big deal? Did you buy the chicken? Yes, of course. Oh, then you're fine. I remember yeah. once. Remember when they used have to have... ever put it back after the leg? Never. Saying that, you know Never. what? This okay. is not Never. as good If he put it back, then no. there was a problem. But if you kept no, it, the grapes throw it back. I no, wanted no. the well, chicken leg. I wasn't done shopping, so I had a leg. Do that all the time. No yeah. issue. Say, no issue you, whatsoever. <laughs> remember when they used to have... In you're buying it. In grocery stores. I think they're still at like Bristol Farms. They have them. But where you could scoop your own candy and put it in oh, a bag and weigh it. One time... Sprout still does that. Okay. Yeah. Sprouts does that. Sprouts, there's a couple locations. There's one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the dropping over here in Pasadena. <laughs> I once did that as a child. I like took a gummy worm out and my mother saw me and I wasn't allowed to buy WWF magazine for like a month. I was punished. <laughs> but were you the person that would might like pour a few of the chocolate just to taste them so first? You, okay, no, if that you're, let's say you're getting like the gummy worms, for right. instance, yeah. right? And you're going to fill your bag with gummy worms. Yeah. You're not gonna. You're gonna take a few out you're you're, before you get to the checkout. And pay for them. You take a few gummy worms. It's but yes. those are by the pound. Yeah. Yes. So it's that yours. is literally theft. Yeah, that right is there. theft. And there is a sign that it's, <laughs> it's please it's don't the, sample <laughs> that one ounce. Yeah, I, I, I may have stolen three cents worth of gummy worms from the grocery store <laughs> over that. the course of my life. The chicken leg is good. It smells so good, and the skin's nice and browned. It's a wonderful little treat. Little Did treat. Did you guys you in through. the middle of the meeting leave? Like we got to address this. You're the, also the guy. Hold on. Yes, we did. We wrapped up the call quickly because I was like, we had to get on because Slee was a cheater. But you're also the guy at the deli that needs a sample of every meat before they cut it, right? Need to make sure it's cut to the proper width. Okay, how many samples are you comfortable with uh, getting? How many things did I order? If I got turkey, ham, and cheese, I get three samples. <laughs> if okay, I got go, just turkey and ham, I get two samples. Do you go, hand them your own roll and be like, just make this a sandwich for me? <laughs> that's a good idea. I haven't, but that's a damn good Buy idea. Buy all the French rolls, get some. He guys, you guys got spicy brown mustard here, on there. Just put a little bit of that. Do, right? He brings <laughs> his own bread. <laughs> so in the deli, right? You know how they have the bakery right there, and you can buy the bagels and yeah. the donuts and that kind of thing. Those jalapeno cheddar bagels are so fresh in the store that sometimes you just put it in the bag and you nibble on it as you go. You'll oftentimes finish it before you get to the checkout, and you just hand them the empty bag. It said that used to have a bagel in it, and you pay for it. <laughs> 
absolutely <laughs> done it before. I've done it with sushi. Yeah. I'll eat the sushi while I'm walking around. Really? And then I'll buy it. The, and then yeah. I'll actually buy it. You, you still take, buy it. Yeah, you're still paying yeah, for they're it. They're in little rolls. They're in rolls. You're just walking down aisle five, slamming a spicy salmon roll. Yeah, spicy tuna. But yeah, absolutely. So I see some soy sauce here. You can adding the condiments is a challenge. Clean up aisle four. Sometimes they have the, the cream cheese in a cup. You can do that, but often you can't get you can't open the brick of cream cheese. This guy's no, no, walking around with sushi and no. soy sauce. Just no, he's opened the cream cheese the tub and he's just <laughs> scooping it with a piece of the bagel. With the bagel, yeah. Uh, that's happened. <laughs> that's You're happened. still buying it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. What difference does it make? What kind of I animals still, are you people? I still like you taking the I ate eight Hoffy dogs on Friday and I'm disgraced by this conversation. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty good. They're they're fresh. They're right out of the that's oven. Pretty good. Still warm a lot of the time. They're not they're not that great when you get home. Like they're no, gifted, you know, right then. Good. That's the moment right there. Plus, it kind of will make you shop a little differently because you're not as hungry. You'll buy a few. So less I things. have done that. Yeah. yeah. I've been extremely hungry. I'm like, I'm yeah. gonna go to the market and get this, and I go, this is gonna turn out really bad. Yep. So I'll go and stop on the way, maybe slam a couple Del Taco tacos to take the hunger edge off. Yep. Crunchy it's or like soft. When, it's. I like the soft there at Del Taco. Me too. Me too. Yeah, it's like when Kendall Roy says, I need a straightener. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of need a straightener before I, I walk into the market. I need a cheddar straightener. <laughs> yeah. Guys, just give me a straightener. Because that's, that's going to cut the tab down uh, from 190 way. walking out to we're, 42. We're done. It's now that bagel for now and forever is a straightener. I'm getting <laughs> the straightener bagel when I go to Albertsons. Factor Cap's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So you saw him out there on our All-Star Friday night, Rotolo Chevrolet, R-O-T-O-L-O, Rotolo Chevy Online. And what you're going to find both online and when you go into the store is the most unbelievable selection of Chevy Silverados you've ever seen. All the Chevy line right there. You're going to find incredible pricing. But what you're only going to find at Rotolo Chevrolet is that next-level customer service. 13 years in a row, dealer of the year at Rotolo Chevrolet. Number one in sales volume year after year after year after year. And the way that you win dealer of the year, the way that you sell more cars and trucks than anyone else is by taking care of people. Transparent, courteous, upfront. You're going to feel great about that purchase. And then you're going to tell your friends and they're going to tell theirs. And that's how you do it. And that's the way that it's run at Rotolo Chevrolet. All the way from the top, Mike Aposio, to Eddie, to Armando, to Michael, to Owen, to Jabari, to Frank, to all the guys that I've met out at Rotolo Chevrolet. They make sure that you feel like you had the best customer service experience of your life. Because you just did. Right off the 210 freeway, Sierra Avenue exit, right there in Fontana, Rotolo Chevrolet, and tell them that Travis sent you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is Travis and Smeewell. We're here each weekday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., and it's time for Factor Cap. Oh, that's Cap. That's so Cap, Dad. <laughs> Everything I've said is a Cap, but I'm going to go Fact. First of all, it's not a Cap. It's no, it is a cap. cap. Welcome to Factor Cap. Hello, guys. All right, guys. So I did something this morning I've never did before. I called CHP about something on a road. Ooh. Um, call me a good Samaritan, but I saw a baby possum on the middle divider on a 60 west it okay. looked very scared and i 
probably drove a mile or whatever, and it was just stuck in my mind, and, and I, you know, called CHP. And hopefully they got the little fella. So have you called CHP about something like happening on a road, uh, Factor Cap, Travis? Uh, yeah, fact, I have once. Mm-hmm. Um, not to bring it down, but since you asked, it's the only time I was. It was I was working here. So working with Kelvin. We were doing the early morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. That early show in the morning. Yep, yep. And so I was on the road. It was a little after three o'clock in the morning. I'm coming up to work. There was a person in the fast lane on the far <sighs> left lane. Like even worse. Like on all fours, crawling. Was not doing well. Was cut up and everything else. And I called and said, hey, there's a person in the road. They're like, are you on? It was the Warner exit in like Fountain Valley. I said, that's exactly. He goes, yep, you're the second person that's called. We're on our way. We'll be over there. So, yeah, that's the only time I picked up the phone when there was a injured person in the Mm -hmm. Diamond Lane. Uh, Fact for me, I was actually in this area of downtown as well. And traffic was pretty... It was moving, but it wasn't anything crazy. It's like three, four kittens, just like oh, on the side, man. Yeah, on the side of the road, and um, and it was kind of funny. It was kind of similar things. Like, yeah, we had a couple people mention it to us. It's you know, it's weird. I, I ran into this a few days ago as well, and it's, the one ten is the worst for this. If a car stopped, very dangerous. You don't have any space. Okay, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go, and. Even if there's a car stopped and you want to stop and see if, like, hey, it's everything's okay, it's kind of like a weird position to be in because you're there's no be, shoulder. There's no shoulder. You're gonna be getting out of the car where you're in the lane, so it's very uncomfortable. Pick up the phone call. Brian was telling me something this morning about this. Yeah, this is fact for me. There was one time driving from San Diego up to Northern California about four in the morning, real early, about around like the Oceanside where they have the Border Patrol area over mm-hmm. there. And there was a car swerving hard. I mean, going all across all four lanes, almost hit the center divide two or three times. And yeah, I called the, you know, on a possible drunk driver. Sure. Yeah, they stayed on the phone with me the whole time. They, Did they have you follow them? They didn't. They they tried to have me like tail back a little bit, but yeah. I was still going 70. And this guy was with me for like an hour. That's terrifying. Almost hitting it. An then, hour? Yeah, it was, it was like almost from San Diego up to, yeah, like, that border patrol area Jeez, kind of deal. My gosh. Or Tyler, have you called CHP before? It's a cap for me, but I wouldn't be opposed. Obviously, if I was in a situation that that provoked needing to get you know CHP involved, I wouldn't yep. hesitate to call. And I think that it's so important to take the initiative to call because a lot of the times I'll drive by something and they'll already be on it. Yeah. And then and then other times I won't call, or there will be a situation where I just like opt not to. And assuming that somebody else is taking care of it. Probably not the best you're idea. You're a bad human being, Tyler. No, you're Thanks. 100. But you're 100 right. There's kind of a little bit of well, I'm sure somebody else called. Yeah. Well, what if they said the same thing? <laughs> right. So we're 30 people in saying no, no, no. Somebody else took care of it. <laughs> All right, guys. The player ratings for Madden 24 are trickling out, and I believe Aaron Donald got his 699 rating, Crazy. which is a record, I believe. And you two seem like you guys don't care about it, but I'm going to have to ask. Fact or cap? Player ratings for Madden or even NBA 2K mean something to you, Alan? Couldn't be more cap, but <laughs> let me let me play with the premise here. I always like when I see a player complaining on Twitter saying, what do you mean that it's, I think it was the most recent one I saw is maybe Jamal Murray or something like that was complaining about NBA 2K, whatever it is. I think it's always interesting because I'm just in my head saying to myself, wow, you really pay that much attention? They do. A lot of the players do. A lot of the players care. 
I just don't personally care. I, I don't have a ton to add to that. I'm always blown away by the fact that the players care as much as they do. Like, Aaron Donald's the best defensive tackle in football. I don't think anybody's really arguing that. He has been for a long time. But let's just, for the sake of argument, say that instead of giving him 99, they gave him 95. Does it change that Aaron Donald's a great football player? Not to me, it doesn't. Not to people that have watched Aaron Donald play, but to the players themselves and the people that are, yeah, they care deeply yeah i don't get it but i guess i'm not supposed those to. guys really invested in madden like dropping from 99 to 95 that's a huge deal huge deal does I, it but if you're still a great player what difference does it make i mean i, I it's a big difference between 95 and 99 that's all i know <laughs> that's all i know. I, I don't know any i don't know let me be perfectly clear i have no idea what i'm talking about when it comes <laughs> no, to these rankings i'm with but you it just it just seems to me that Aaron Donald's performance in an actual football game is not impacted by the number they put. It's funny. It's funny. Um, NBA 2K they base their ratings on weekly stuff. So if so, if let's say LeBron had two bad games in a row, his ratings gonna drop like three points or something like that. All I know is Bo Jackson and Lawrence Taylor are the greatest Tech Mobile players of all time. <laughs> That's the last time that I part's, played one of that those games. Right. All right, uh, so it seems like every important person in the world was at Wimbledon the last two weeks, mm. uh, and, and it looked really cool. Wimbledon is on my sports bucket list to dress up in a nice suit yeah. and to be sitting next to like an A-lister at center court. That's just awesome to me. So you would go love to go to Wimbledon, fact or cap, Travis? Uh, fact. Like, I, I'm a, I would say, a very moderate fan of professional tennis. I like to play tennis. I don't watch a ton of tennis, but... Going to the biggest event in any sport is something I would love to do. The the Wimbledon, maybe it's the U.S. Open, but one of those two events I would love to go to sure. just to go to the biggest event. I'd love. I told you this the other time. I'd love to go to the Monte Carlo Grand Prix. Yep. Not because I'm the world's biggest F1 fan, but that's the biggest race in the biggest sport in that. We got to get you to Vegas for that one, right? But like Vegas, don't get me wrong. I would love to go to the F1 race in Vegas. But the Monte Carlo Grand Prix is like the Super Bowl of yeah, that sport. Yeah. I want to go to the best version of a sport that I'm only marginally interested in. Wimbledon checks that box for sure. I would love to see that. Fact, I'd go. I think it would be awesome. be a great experience. But it's not, it's not on the top of my bucket list. I think I've told you this before. Let me pick a sport that I'm not watching every day. You put me in a... Manchester United, Chelsea game, an Arsenal, whatever it is, right? Like an English Premier League game. That to me, and I think it just has to do with the atmosphere, the environment, the crowd. That to me would be much more interesting. But any of these events that I'm not that familiar with, uh, you were you were selling me on you got to go to a big golf. Um, oh, super fun. You, 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 kept go, you me, should go to the Genesis Open next You got to go to one of those. Can't beat it. Okay, it's I'm in. I, I will try it now. My experience of it will be I'm glad that I did it. Tyler. Travis did hear what he didn't do on Friday, and that's hit a home run. That answer is my answer. If there's a big event, I'm in, but I could not care any less about tennis. Wow. Like, to go, like Very matter of fact. I, I'm wow. Jeez. Yes. Would yeah, you want to go? True. I know you're not a car. Would you want to go to the Indy 500? Yes. Of course. Me too. Yeah. Like, yeah I'd, I'd be there. I, yeah. Like, they're just, even if, and I have no interest in that racing circuit at all, but I want to go to the Indy 500. Brian. Yeah. Would you want to go to Wimbledon? Yeah. I think this is fact. I'm not too big of a tennis guy, but yeah, just to experience yeah. it all and all the you history. You never know. You're going to be sitting there. next to Ariana, Ariana Grande or something. Right. In a cool Sign suit, strawberries and cream, little champagne. That's pretty yeah, good Yeah, get day. dolled up and go that, have fun. Yeah, that's a Heck pretty yeah. good day.
All right, guys, I got one more if you guys want it. Let's do it. That's All right, cool. So more than a third of Americans say they occasionally or consistently sleep in another room from their partner, according to a survey from the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. The practice of sleeping separately is known as a sleep divorce and is meant to help you fall asleep or or stay asleep without disruptions as snoring, stolen covers, or early alarms. So you would consider a sleep divorce from your significant other fact or cap sliwa? Cap... I mean, I can now. I could just go to the couch. I don't really need to. She's a pretty quiet sleeper. She kind of stays in, you know, she's not in the way. Maybe it has more to do with that. The fact that she is, it's, I don't have any issues. Now, if she was snoring all night and I couldn't sleep and she's kicking her leg, maybe that's a different story, but yeah. cap for me. The only time we've sleep divorced, uh, it's, it's fact, we've done it, is when one of the two of us is sick. Uh, right, so, so yeah. somebody is sick, and you're trying to help the other person avoid getting sick. Somebody goes and sleeps in the in the other bedroom, but no snoring. You just get a little elbow, right? Somebody tossing and turning, you just kind of fight back a little bit, and you go right back to sleep. But only when somebody's banged up pretty good do you decide to go to the other room. Tyler, sleep divorce. Yeah, it's a cap for me right now. Ask me in 20 years, maybe. I feel like as people get older, they might be more inclined to separate only because it becomes more difficult to get a decent night's sleep when you're sharing a bed with somebody else. But my wife and I, we have a massive king bed. So we barely, I mean, I can wake up on the side of the bed and have to like shout to her at the other side of the bed, good morning. <laughs> so I feel like I got plenty of room, but maybe maybe 20 years from now, I might consider it. We'll see. Brian. I think this is fact for me. I'd say right now it's probably already 50-50 half the time. Me and my fiance sleep in different beds, especially really? when it's hot. Oh, it makes it. And that's she's a, a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, and she sleeps all over the bed. Oh, she sprawls out. So I'm like, I'll get some room. She's going like corner to corner. That, right, that's right. one of those things that when little kids, like when you're bringing your little kid into the bed just so you can get some sleep while they finally sleep. If you're in your little spot, they're right next to you. You move over to try to create a little room because of the heat. They're Gone. right back to you. Right it's like Velcro. You Gone. can't get away from them. That's a that's a very good answer, Brian. I'd like to add that to mine. I want the heat-related sleep divorce it's nice. as well. All right. Not only did the Angels see Shohei Otani do the thing that he does, they also are making all sorts of crazy, wild decisions to try to keep him. That next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. If you get hurt in an accident, call Sweet James. The accident attorneys at Sweet James have been voted awarded best attorneys in America in personal injury. It's all that they do. So where does that come from, right? How do, how do you win an award like that? How do you collect over a billion dollars in settlements in nearly 20 years? It's by knowing how this works, right? Sweet James used to work for the insurance companies. He saw that they weren't taking care of people. The insurance company, they just want to get it over with, right? They want to be it as cheaply and as quickly as possible and move on to the next one. Sweet James said, nope, that's not right. People deserve more. They deserve to have the car taken care of. They deserve to have their medical expenses covered. And, of course, that settlement. And that's what he's making sure you get every single day. You want a firm like Sweet James that has experience and a winning record helping injured victims get the medical care needed with life-changing settlements. So if you're hurt in an accident, car, truck, motorcycle, dog bite, any sort of accidents, call Sweet James. 1-800-9-MILLION. That's 1-800-9-MILLION. 1-800-900-0000 and SweetJames.com. So it seems like a lot of people um, have had some freeway stories where they're saving something. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. We got one here. 
Um, Hooper's X says, dog running on the 5 freeway in Mission Viejo rush hour. I was oh, able to use geez. my car to stop traffic, got the dog to run off the freeway. He got picked up later that day, was eventually adopted. Oh. Damn. Yeah, those are always – and it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen often, but when it happens, it's like, yeah, you'll never – you're not going to I even called my wife moment. first to, like, say, should I call CHP? And she's like, you shouldn't have told me this. Call CHP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, now it's going to be bothered on her conscience yeah, seriously. the rest of the day seriously. too, right? Look, yep. yeah. like, you get – am I crazy? Yes. Or are there people on the freeway, like, frequently now, walking? Like, yeah, I see no, pedestrians not crazy. on the freeway. Not at all. Not crazy. I see that. For my entire life until last year or two, you mm-hmm. never saw a pedestrian on the freeway. Now you see them. I see them a lot downtown in one, on a 110, yeah, too, it's, by us. I see people throwing the football around. <laughs> Cooking. Cross lanes. Yeah, having, having like a middle a divider little, onto the other side. A little barbecue along the way. Just flipping burgers. I'm going to throw this out at you, Slee. Okay. What do you... We were talking about how the, the running back game has changed in the NFL and all these things. This stuff is constantly evolving and changing. There was a time when... A starting pitcher in the big leagues would routinely throw north of 100 pitches. Routinely. It was not a big deal. And you would oftentimes see them in the one-teens and occasionally in the 120s and even once in a while in the 130s. I think I've told you this. And I threw in my sophomore year at UCSB against Cal State Northridge. I pitched 10 innings and threw 148 pitches in the game. Wow. Okay, A lot. And it was never really quite the same ever again. It just – it. It's what you did. It, it wasn't a big deal. Sure. It's changed. Game has evolved. Analytics, all that. Yep. 100 pitches is like the part that almost nobody goes past. And once in a while, I get a 105 or 110. Griffin Canning for the Angels last night mm-hmm. threw 120 pitches. It's the most anybody has thrown in the major leagues this year. 120. He threw 120 pitches in five and two-thirds innings. It's not like they got him to the finish line sure. at nine innings and they just he yep. was dealing and he got mm-hmm. through it. 120 pitches in five and two-thirds innings. Struck out 12 guys. He's a good pitcher. He walked three, gave up six hits, gave up a couple of runs. It was a average to better than average outing. 120 pitches through less than six innings. Mm-hmm. Most in the major leagues this year. That's an Otani decision, right? That That is strictly we have to win. Our bullpen's been bad the last couple of nights. Mm-hmm. This guy is getting people out. He's throwing a lot of pitches to do it, yeah. but he's getting guys out. Him and Reed Detmers are like two of the young pitchers sure, they sure. have that are actually mm-hmm. looking like real major league pitchers. Sandoval, too. But Detmers and Canning have looked pretty good, and they burned 120 pitches off of this guy's tires in less than six innings. And I can't come up with a reason they did it other than we have to try to win tonight because we're going to lose Otani if we don't. No, and you might not know this off the top of your head. Just curious here. <clears throat> All the young pitchers that the Dodgers have brought up this year, right? Do you know, does anything come to play where you're like somebody threw 100? Bobby Miller, I think, threw 100 the other day Okay, to, at his career. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up as we're talking. But that 100's like the, 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 the ceiling. And the reason why I'm asking is, okay, well, how irresponsible is it? Is it, no, you know what, it's okay. It happens every once in a while. You're going to have – I mean, I don't know how comfortable I would feel pitching one of my youngest guys 120 pitches. Maybe you're saying, oh, because he's so young, I can let him go – 120 pitches but if it's so um if it's so uh what's the word I'm looking for different in today's in today's league that that somebody pitches that much mm-hmm. 
then it is irresponsible and it is a sense of desperation and it is we have to do everything we possibly can. Look, Artie Moreno, let's not, there's no secret. Phil Nevin, go through uh, uh, Perry Manazian. All, all these guys are feeling pressure. Of course they are. They are the only team that's talked Bobby about. Bobby Miller has thrown over 100 pitches once in his major league career and it okay. was 101. Okay. So the pressure that's on that organization and what to do over the next couple of weeks. If hypothetically it was August 28th, he's probably not pitching 120 pitches. If that's the question, if that's the if the question well, is are they doing this because they're in a desperate situation? I think any decision they make between now and the trade deadline, yes, I think there's some there's some desperation, there's some nervousness, there's a lot of things that factor into play. Okay, so there's a couple of things going on here too. Let's assume they don't trade him. Okay. okay. Let's assume that they continue to try to push to the playoffs and they're hoping that they get hot, that they get in, that they shock the world, that they win some playoff rounds, maybe they win the World Series, and that's the way that they keep Shohei Otani. If they're going to do that, they're going to have to keep doing crazy stuff like this to try to mac because – you have to, right? You can't just say, hey, look, we got to play the long term here. This is a bad decision for us over the long haul. There is no long haul. Everything is through the prism of we're trying to keep number 17 here as long as we can. We have to maximize it. That's a terrible way to do it. The way that you take care of Otani is by being a good team. The way that you take care of him is by being a good team in the previous five seasons, not for two weeks and not even for two months or two and a half months because – this, this kind of goes together with what we're talking about, making the deal with not necessarily just the Dodgers, but the Dodgers potentially having the most attractive package coming back the other way. You have to make a decision that is good for your organization. Burning a bunch of pitches off of a talented young guy like Griffin Canning, it's not a good decision. Burning up Reed Detmers because I got to try to keep showing. It's a bad. He's leaving, guys. You have to prepare for the possibility that you are going to have to have a team without Shohei Otani. I'm never, never say never, but it's probably somewhere in the low single digits that he resigns with the Angels, mm -hmm. and that's probably too high. So, wouldn't you want to protect your other assets because you're going to need those guys long after Otani's wearing Dodger blue or some other color? Have them in desperation mode. That's it. It's just as simple as that. They're in desperation mode. It's like somebody that knows his girl is really thinking his girl is really thinking about leaving him. And they've been together for five years. And all of a sudden then last week he's like, I'm gonna go get her flowers. And I'm gonna go I'm gonna do nice things for her right now. Yeah, but who you really are is what the last five years were. You know what I mean? And that cramming everything towards the end, there is there is desperation. There is a oh my gosh, this is probably going to happen. Well, what percentage chance, if we do something that we know might not be in the best interest of the team long-term, but it helps us short-term, they're short-term thinkers. They're not long-term thinkers. No. So asking the Angels to do something that makes sense long-term is asking that guy who's proved for five years that okay. I'm probably not a good partner, but I'm really going to be great for a week. I love this analogy. I love it because I, I want to extend this. They didn't buy flowers. Okay, they, for the same reason. They know she's got one foot out the door. Donna's yep. got one foot out. They didn't buy flowers. What they did was they sold their car, they bought her a Mercedes, and then they burned their own house to the ground. Please stay. That's what they did. This isn't flowers yeah, as a last day. This is a, I'm going to make an effort, but I'm also going to sabotage myself to such a degree that you're leaving anyway, and now I'm even worse off than I was had you just left. This is, here, 
take everything I ever had. I'm going to burn it to the ground. Please stay. Uh, no, five years of this. It's not really working out for me. I'm gone. And you're standing there, and there's a smoking hole in the ground. And she has a Mercedes, and she left. Whose name that's, is the That's what he did. Whose name is the Mercedes under? <laughs> Hers. You gave it to her. Here, have a new Mercedes. And, you, and you have, you're on the hook for the payments that she, she has, it, but you have to pay for it. It's insane to me. Everything that they've done leading up to this but, uh, is insane to me. I think that you of all people, I don't think you're surprised by any of it. I think just something else happens and you're like, there's right another piece. That. There's I'm another not, observation of stupidity. I'm not. You're right. I'm not surprised by it, but I am surprised by the doubling down on it repeatedly. Had they just said, listen, we're going to keep him and we're going to see what happens. Okay. I don't love it, but I kind of get it. Mm -hmm. This is... We're keeping them, and in the process, we're going to make it a lot worse. Watch this. It's it, That part is a Talk bit about, almost like challenging themselves. Yeah. Oh, you think it's bad? Oh, you think we're idiots? <laughs> you just wait right there. What if they do, and what if it's San Francisco? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.